Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Um, I really want to welcome you guys back to Real Estate Podcast Show. It's, uh, you know, we're in the winter sessions of uh, early 2023. Uh, yesterday was like 14 degrees here in Toronto, so I'm extremely happy I can uh, get back to uh, uh, doing some nice outdoor walks. In one of my podcasts, I did on a walk, which is uh, really fun. Today, I'm in the studio. And today I've got the privilege of having uh, a fellow realtor, but way more than that, uh, joining me for the podcast today. So, uh, uh, Jacob, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let them know who you are and, uh, you know, any any information you want to add to that. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for having me on and the warm introduction. Uh, my name is Jacob Asperian. I'm a uh, real estate broker. I've been in real estate for over 15 years now. I operate in Durham region. Uh, but in addition to that, I started uh, OneBitcoin.ca, helping Canadians kind of get educated and understand what this asset is and how to navigate the new digital, you know, asset class that's been blowing up over the last 15 years. Amazing. And of course, again, as you know, and I think this is probably what started a conversation with us is, you know, I've got some interest and I'm learning every day about this, but some interest in blockchain. Uh, I've got some NFT holdings, nothing major just stuff that was of interest to me. And I still don't know what the hell I'm doing with it. Uh, but I, but I, but I, 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 you know, I'm whatever I'm, I'm invested. That's, that's all I can say. So the reason I wanted you here is because there's been so much, I mean, phew, the last two years, as far as uh, the learning cycle goes for what Bitcoin, uh, you know, of course, what crypto and all that stuff is. So um, I guess we'll start off with A, what it is that you do specifically, uh, and then maybe B, we'll go into what's going on with the real estate and, uh, you know, blockchain and, and possibly Bitcoin um, sort of connections. So we'll just start with a little Absolutely. bit about what, what made you decide um and how long have you been doing the again the 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 Bitcoin and the crypto uh, thing in terms of uh, you know your experience? How how'd that start? So I you know I heard about it uh, 2015 16 and like anybody I would just kind of brush it off and say oh my god magic internet money it's a scam you know the basic thing that anyone and everybody says when they first hear about it I don't think there's a single person that understood it the very first time, uh, you know, they get introduced to this. No asset. one, no, no uh, one then, understands it no right one. away. Yeah. No yeah, one. Yeah. And, and I like it to try and explain to somebody what the internet is in the late eighties, right? The infrastructure is there. Computers are just being adopted. The internet is still in its infancy. It's just something that I remember when the, you know, websites were becoming a big thing and you had to get your own website. Uh, for your business. And I remember telling my uncle, I'm like, you got to get a website. We got to build your website. He's like, why do I need a website? I've got the best uh, spot in the yellow pages. <laughs> All the yellow right? pages, so that's right. People yeah. just um, just can't see it because they don't understand. Was he, was he, was he um, A++? So I just heard, was, he, I really was, got... was his name A++ Plumbing? Because that's what you had to do back <laughs> then, right? <laughs> he had that's, a That's the only way you could get ahead. What's that? Yeah, that's it. Well, he had the one page spread for jewelry in his yeah. town right so if you looked up in the other pages he had one big page and he thought what do i need the internet That's, for yeah that, that, that makes sense the back then that totally makes sense your your uncle was a wise man at the time uh but of course you know times have changed that's it that's yeah. exactly it. and that's what we're dealing with now with bitcoin it is you know less than 15 years old it's still in its infancy and there's so much misinformation out there and um, just because the general public doesn't take the space very seriously, 
And then there's there's nobody that's in charge. It is a it's like the internet, right? When it first came out, nobody, everyone's kind of doing what they think is best with this asset and this asset class. And you're seeing things play out the way they do when it's unregulated with FTX and all this crazy stuff that's been happening. And uh, but at the end of the day, the real innovation, in my opinion, has been the fact that it's important to educate people to understand the difference between Bitcoin and the rest of crypto. Before yeah. any discussion happens with any other assets, we always like to tell people, as long as you understand this main difference, then you can kind of go down the rabbit hole, whichever path you want to take with NFTs and all this other stuff. But it's just important for the public to understand the main differentiation between these two things. I think it's really important, uh, Jacob, just because of the fact that, again, there's so much, you know, there's so much misinformation and I know that this is, you know, this is not exclusive to uh, Bitcoin or social media or real estate. There's so much misinformation out there. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important that you, you know, someone who's got the knowledge that you do. Uh, and of course, you know, we're not we're not trained as financial, you know, uh, experts, but we're we're in a business where we have to know um enough about our product to be able to explain it. I think just, you know, explaining, explaining complicated um, matters into a simpler, like just to be able to dumb it down. Um, I think is the sign that, you know, what you're talking about. I think there's a quote about that. I don't remember what it is now, but if, if you can explain a complicated theory, you know, in a simple way, then you, you know, then, then you obviously you get it right. Exactly. That's exactly it. And that's what we're trying to do is um, I'm taking the things that I've learned over my 15 plus years doing real estate, which was sales has been my, you know, my one true love is what really got me into the game. I got my real estate license when I was 22 years old. So I absolutely love this industry and what sales, you know, allows people to have as an opportunity to continue to get better and all this amazing stuff that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty self-taught in this area. And then what I've been really focused on doing is kind of taking the stigma away from this asset explain to people, yes, there are a lot of scams, but it's the ecosystem that is the scam that there's a lot of stuff you have to be careful of to protect yourself. But at the end of the day, the underlying asset is not something to be scared of. And there's a lot of benefits it offers the same way that the internet offered countless benefits that we couldn't even comprehend, you know, 20 years ago, right? So there's going to be so many use cases that are going to come out of uh, this new digital asset that's going to benefit us, uh, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in accounting, it doesn't matter what trade you're in. There is something that's going to be able to help you with this technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, again, as you, of course, know, because when I'm talking to someone who's in the business and you and you, of course, know what's going on, you know that the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, you know that they're pretty heavily invested in blockchain. Uh, so they're obviously announcing some of their, uh, you know, changes coming up to, uh, you know, how they're going to be dealing with transactions and how they're going to hopefully, and this is again, my limited knowledge basically tells me that the, the whole process of adding the blockchain element to real estate, which again, if, if you're not teaching a course, by the way, Jacob, if you're not teaching a course at the, and I don't know if I say it right anymore, Tururreb, if you're not teaching a course there uh, on, you know, the Bitcoin and real estate connection, then no one should. Uh, because of course, again, someone who's in, you know, like, you know, elbow deep in it, like you are, what should be able to 
uh, hopefully, you know, dumb it down for the rest of us. Because again, I'm speaking for me, but I know there's a lot of other people that, you know, saying blockchain, you know, what the hell is this? So what are your what are your thoughts on, again, obviously, how things are going in the present? Uh, and, and as far as the future goes, as far as the, the whole blockchain um, discussion that's happening? Right. So what I like to do is as a way for people to be able to kind of picture what the evolution and the adoption of this asset is going to be is compared to the Internet, because that was the most recent innovation that really changed our lives. The majority of us kind of saw it happen from no Internet to dial up to cable to 5G everywhere. So we've seen how adoption is going to take time. So so before we get into the blockchain stuff, so blockchain is just a database. So this is the biggest misconception a lot of people have is uh, I used to hear a lot of times people say, you know, I'm not that interested in Bitcoin. Uh, you know, the government's going to shut it down or whatever the reasoning is. However, I'm really interested in blockchain. So blockchain is a data set. Mm-hmm. Blockchains have been around since 1970s. It's not a very good way of record keeping. Uh, it's kind of redundant and uh, it's a little bit slow. But the reason that it works so well in Bitcoin's use case is it's the first time that we've ever had a blockchain which is an open ledger, right? The blockchain is just a, it's giving you a step-by-step, block-by-block, showing you what transactions have happened and you can kind of connect everything. What's very unique with Bitcoin is the fact that it's a decentralized blockchain. It's a ledger that everyone has a copy of, that everyone can see, that we can all view in real time. And you can assure yourself that there is no one on this blockchain that has some sort of unique access that you don't have access to. So that's what really is the revolutionary aspect of this ledger is it is an open ledger that's just recording what is happening in real time and no one can cheat. So if the internet was coming out, it would be like basically Rogers saying, you don't need the open internet. You can use the Rogers net. Ours is going to be better. But at the end of the day, for what use case this is, a a company blockchain is not going to do what the actual Bitcoin blockchain can do. So we're going to see a lot of people try to create companies of their own blockchains. But in my opinion, I think the actual innovation is going to happen with companies utilizing Bitcoin as the blockchain, as the underlying record keeping ledger and helping people create uh, land transfer systems. Uh, you know, you can sell car titles, a whole bunch of stuff are going to be connected through this blockchain that everyone's saying, OK, we're all using this open technology that no one controls. Mm-hmm. So we move away from the blockchain tech in the sense that it's a decentralized blockchain that makes Bitcoin extremely unique. Yeah, so I think that's the one thing, and you've done it. You've done a brilliant job because there's no way on 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 God's green earth I was going to be able to explain it in three minutes or less. Uh, so you've certainly done uh, again way better than I know I could, which is why I wanted you here uh, to explain sort of the you know the I guess the the myths. Uh, misconception and of course again the, the the truth of it all as far as the, the you know how, how bitcoin uh you know being a decentralized as you said um way of uh of, of um of using the blockchain um and and again i only know from just from what i've been reading about of course you know in some parts of the states miami i guess has been embracing um using you know blockchain and using you know crypto for uh, you know, for, for real estate transactions. And, and, and I, I don't know, I don't know, our, our, you know, I, I think it has happened in, in maybe in BC, but has it happened much in Ontario? Do you know? 
not so much in Canada. From what we've been keeping track of, we've seen some people that, you know, in their listings, they put willing to accept Bitcoin or Ethereum as a form of payment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there hasn't been too much activity just because the exposure, like Canada is one of the leading countries of uh, adoption, just because we do have, you know, we're a first world country. We've got a good banking system. People have access capital that they can put into different uh, assets. Yeah. But the depth of exposure a lot of people have isn't to the point where they're going to be paying too much real estate. U.S. is a little bit ahead of the curve of when you're using blockchain to, um, you know, help with land titles and all these kind of things. But again, they're still in the, it's in, it's in its infancy. There's a million different companies. They're going to try a bunch of different things. And uh, the same way that there was a bunch of companies that failed horribly when the internet first came out, you're going to see a bunch of those and you're going to see the Amazons, the Facebooks, the Googles that do come out of this ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Again, it's, it's, you know, again, it's probably going to be the next um, I would say, I guess the next decade I'm sure will be, um, you know, plenty of, you know, new changes and of course, you know, adapting to things. I know the, uh, one of the guests that I had on was from the, um, the company that's, uh, doing the, um, uh, the transparency for, you know, the, the new, the new transparency process for, uh, for offers where if of course, both buyers and sellers are, um, allowing it, then they'll have a more open transaction process. Um, so I, th I think, again, of course, there's that going on. Uh, there's blockchain. And of course, again, uh, who knows? I, I don't know if you even can predict this, but, uh, you know, in 10 years, I mean, what, what do you think? And, and I'm not going to hold you to this, even though podcasts, you know, might last forever. Uh, but <laughs> how, how much how much do you think Bitcoin will will come into um, factoring into, uh, you know, purchases like real estate transactions how, how, how do you think bitcoin um might factor into that process going forward any uh, any 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 thoughts on that um yeah i've got look i've got some guesses at the end of the day my main base my basic thesis is that this is a actual innovation that is going to help people in a variety of different sectors and over time it's going to continue to get adopted how yeah. fast or how slow it's going to happen i have no idea but from what we can tell, it is being adopted faster than the internet was, which yeah. makes sense because the internet is kind of the infrastructure for it. Uh, I can definitely see transactions being, you know, connected to uh, the the blockchain when it comes to real estate. I can see it happening to car titles. It is the the possibilities are so open and vast because I came. The whole thing is, is where we're at a bottleneck. Is I'm meeting. I understand where the benefits and opportunities lie in the real estate industry because I know this industry because I've been doing it for 15 years, mm -hmm. but I don't know the issues and pain points that other businesses and trades have. So my main focus is always talking to them and saying, Hey, what would you do if this existed? And they would say, well, that's a very unique idea, but this is what we would do. I say, okay, well, this actually exists. There's a tool out there that can help you in your business. And we kind of go down the rabbit hole of different things that we can try. But I do think in the next decade, I think we're going to see some crazy adoption We've already been 14 years in the the cycle because it's, mm. it's been around for 14 years now. True. So another 10, uh, I can I can only imagine what's going to be happening. So far, we've had corporations adopting it. Uh, you know, countries have adopted it, but that's mainly for the store of value use case. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a lot more things we're going to see playing out in the remittance sectors, in auditing, uh, notarized documents. Like you can put a contract onto the blockchain now, right? You can put a last will and testament that is impossible to forge, mathematically impossible. Nobody can lie. 
So there's things that people aren't utilizing in the sense of it's not just an asset, it's a network. Yeah. Right. There's, so there's we, we've seen a growth in the asset adoption, but we're just scratching the surface of the like the actual network. I've got a lot of people that use it as a form of uh, as a network, as a monetary network. They, they use it to transfer money because the current system is too slow. Right. Sending a wire can take three to five business days and it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. Whereas with Bitcoin, you get settlement within an hour. That's that's right. that's so, that, you're bringing well, up very a very good point. That, and I think that's what sort of lit a fire for me in terms of I have to learn this. This is again, uh, I'm, you know, 16 years old. I'm in the library. I see that I see a book called Personal Finance for Dummies. Until that point in my life, no one you know, again, I, I grew up in an Italian house. So uh, you get money in envelopes for your birthday. And that's it. That's 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 the extent of your money education. Nothing else is discussed. So um, my my, you know, my my baptism by fire was me literally teaching myself about mutual funds, RSPs, uh, deposits, amortization, all this stuff, again, when I was pretty young. So Older, of course, older me trying to understand Bitcoin was a little bit more um, effort. But the one thing I did uh, remember hearing is that certain elements of um, crypto were going to be incredibly powerful at, as you said, uh, speeding up that process of moving money instead, you know, instead of from a few days to possibly, you know, at some point, possibly seconds uh, to move, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which of course sounds really good. I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of pluses. I'm sure there's lots of cons. Um, but if, you know, again, like anything, it's got a learning process to it. So it's got a very steep learning curve. And with anything, yeah, yeah there's it's gonna, just going to be a different life. But at the end of the day, every government and every um, entity is going to have to figure out how they're going to deal with this new innovation. Yeah. Right. It's a new day. It's a new age. Like there's nothing they can do about getting rid of it. That's the issue where a lot of people think, oh, just ban it. Well, it's like, no, no. If banning it is like, why don't we ban the Internet? No, it's going to do greater harm to society than it would be uh, to adopting this and understanding the benefits that it offers. Right. So there's a huge learning curve. We've got a lot of people that still don't know what this asset class is. And that's what we're here for. We're just here to educate and uh, help people kind of get, again, rid of the stigma. You've got people like Charlie Munger saying it needs to be banned and we need to follow suit with what the ccp did so there's still a lot of people who are adversely against uh against this asset just they're, they're they don't even want to talk about it they don't even want to hear about the benefits they just think no it's bad yeah well again when you're talking about charlie you're obviously talking about charlie and warren and, and of course their their philosophies which are um you know phenomenal they, they've been phenomenally successful in their lives in their cycle um but even you know even if Charlie and Warren were like, you know, 25 years old. Um, There's a very good chance that their thinking would be different. And, and again, I can't speak for either of them. I got, you know, I got no skin in their game. They, they're right. on a whole different level than, than, than most of us ever will be. Um, if I even get, you know, 1% of uh, anything that like that, I'll, I'll be extremely uh, comfortable with that. But um, I think today's, uh, you know, today's young investors, again, obviously have to be able to um, understand this stuff. Again, I want my kids. And actually, one of the things I started doing uh, in 2020 with the, the lockdown and everything else, I, I started, you know, my kids are old enough now where they get things like this. So it was important for me to say, okay, kids, by the way, uh, dad just went and bought some NFTs. Um, so 
uh, now, now, now you guys can actually help me figure out what the hell that I just buy. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's it. Just, just, just because again, I, I want them to know that you have to dive into some things, of course, not over your head. Um, but everything's like that. Even RSP scared the hell out of me in the beginning and GICs. And, you know, a lot of people to this day don't, you know, don't want to play any games with their money except for, you know, the, the safest possible vehicle, which is in a, for a lot of people, real estate. Um, they're, they're happy putting all of it or, or most of it there, but a lot of other stuff they're not as comfortable with. Right. That's it. I still think real estate is an amazing thing to get a, a start with. I think primary residence is one of the most important steps somebody can do to passively be able to grow their wealth in the long run and, you know, pay down a mortgage and enjoy the a property instead of kind of pouring it into rent. So the real estate for me is still a cornerstone yeah. um, as yeah. an asset for people to own again, based on what their needs are, their goals. If, if you don't know where you're going to be in a year's time, that's absolutely. not to maybe buy it's, that it's, real estate, yeah. but no absolutely. real estate is a, is a big opportunity. Absolutely. Life-changing. Um, you know what? Yeah, we, we've definitely gone over um, <laughs> a lot of stuff in a very short time, but I think that's the beauty of uh, when you're connecting with someone again, who knows what they're talking about. Clearly you do. Um, so I really want to thank you, Jacob, for taking, uh, you know, the time in your afternoon here, you're busy, you know, you're a busy guy. So thank you for taking some time to join me on the podcast and by all means, um, as I've always said with these kind of stories is, uh, it's like every story that's great. It's uh, to be continued. Uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get back together again and, and discuss maybe some, uh, some new exciting topics that come up, uh, you know, as, as, as the time goes by. So before we go, what's the best way for people to reach you if they want to, uh, again, have this conversation continue, uh, with you, uh, later on. If you want to get a hold of me, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of me, ask some questions, learn a little bit more, you can always reach us at onebitcoin.ca. That's the number one, bitcoin.ca. Uh, contact me as well as you can email me at jacob at onebitcoin.ca. Awesome, my friend. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.